This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to my patrons. They make this podcast possible and also very fun to do because we are able to interact on a private discord where we can talk, discuss topics, and just in general help each other collect the things that we want. So thank you so much to everyone who participates there. I couldn't appreciate you more. This episode is also brought to you by myself. If you haven't already heard, I've been working on a passion project called Cardfolio. It's going to be an app that'll let you scan your cards onto your phone and add them to your virtual binder. Your virtual binder allows you to keep track of not only what you own, but you'll also be able to keep track of what you need. Are you chasing a shadowless master set? If so, Cardfolio will be able to help you keep track of your progress towards your goal so that it makes it easier to achieve it. Cardfolio doesn't just catalog your collection and manage your collecting goals, it will also allow you to see your collection like an actual investment portfolio. This means you'll be able to see how much your collection is worth, how that value has changed over time, and how your collection value breaks down by item type. For example, how much do you have in raw cards versus slab cards versus sealed items? If all of this sounds like an app you would like to download, then join my early access waiting list. I'll keep you updated with app progress, mockups, and when it's available, early beta access. So it'll be fun and it'll be great. The link for the early access waiting list will be in the description below. So go ahead and sign up if that's something that you're interested in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to season three of the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we apply financial and investing principles to our favorite hobby collectibles like Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, comic books, Fortnite cards, you name it, we talk about it all. Thank you so much for being here. I am your host, Jess. So let's get started with collecting things that we love like damn adults. Here's today's episode. Donald Duck, but I mean, like, they're wearing a mask, they're in a helmet, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I was gonna say, if I can, if I can make a request, I'd love to meet Jasmine. Let's do it. But I guess I can. I guess I can. (laughs) That's awesome. So when do you, when do you come back from Disney? So me and Matt only live an hour and a half away. (laughs) This is just a day trip. Yeah. So just Disney World all the time, you know? (laughs) is is the star wars um park or whatever i don't know how that works is is the star wars really as cool as as what people say i've been matt hasn't i think it's great uh Mm -hmm. matt's probably gonna have some uh, disagreements on that (laughs) really first off they created their they created their own land so it doesn't exist in any star wars canon I mean, I'm not a purist. I just love Star Wars. So, yeah, it's by the way, it's an atrocity that I haven't been yet. Like, I'm definitely the biggest Star Wars fan in the family. Like, that that was my original collection and hobby with Star Wars toys. So, oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. I was gonna say we're in the room right now with uh, up there. I'm not gonna turn the camera, but I have the original, like the 1970s uh, AT&T sealed Walker, and also nice. I have like the Millennium Falcon era from 1996. So 96, they had these packages 
where it was like, okay, the dark side toys had like a red lightsaber on it and the light side mm -hmm. toys had a green lightsaber. And they accidentally printed the Millennium Falcon with the red lightsaber. And I have it sealed up there above my head right now. So, That's awesome. How, yeah, how, right. how are those, are those toys like really big? Are, are they like, like the vintage Star Wars toys? I know nothing about vintage Star Wars. Are those very, very popular right now? So, so some of them, they haven't really boomed in the same way that cards has. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's like my seal. I say it's sealed, but it's like not in good condition. Like it's a kind of ratty old box. Um, but if I have it in mint condition, I mean, like that stuff could be like a couple of like thousand dollars, especially the 18, the AT-AT. Uh -huh. um, but like really the stuff that people go for is kind of like with uh, with cards, like the rookie card like the rookie Boba Fett toy, like the first Boba Fett, the first Luke Skywalker, which I don't have any of those firsts. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, I mean, like Boba Fett, I haven't checked recently, but Boba Fett is like the most expensive. It's like tens of thousands. That That's awesome. So, yeah. so, so I'm, I'm about to drop a grenade because I want to, I want to yeah. gauge the kind of Star Wars fan you are. Yeah. The recent oh. trilogy is better than the original trilogy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got problems with it. I got <laughs> <laughs> yes okay okay you're yeah. probably my kind of star wars fan then yeah continue, yeah continue. So, so original trilogy uh, original trilogy is the best right yes, um agreed. the the last star wars movie made no sense whatsoever <laughs> like they did not plant seeds of there being like a ray and ben love interest this whole time oh my god that's supposed to be like brother sister and now they're kissing and that's what like saves her like it, what and, and and then and then kylo ren gets to redeem deem himself even though he's a genocidal like nazi yeah. like he gets to redeem himself just by sacrificing himself like he gotta yeah. do a little bit more i don't know he's got not to mention that they bit. bring back the emperor which was like you know the ultimate sacrifice at the end of return which it's like and now that sacrifice meant nothing because the emperor i guess has been alive this whole time it's like like what, what what's the explanation for for him coming back like they 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 sent people down the shaft and grabbed yeah. his remains and then made clones of him you i know, mean the sith the sith running through him was so strong <laughs> that it just <laughs> it just kept him alive now i would like to say after this conversation you are the one who said that those movies were better so <laughs> <laughs> That was just a grenade. I needed okay. to test the okay. waters to see to see how this was because I get called a boomer. I, I actually get called yeah. a boomer because, uh, you know, my my favorite movies are the trilogies. I, I don't even care for the prequels too much. Yeah. Um, there are some things I do like about the prequels. Don't get me wrong, but there are a lot of things that I don't like yeah. uh, because I'm used to like I, I've had this conversation before with people. I loved the Clone Wars TV show, both mm -hmm. both of the TV shows, the one with Dave Filoni and then the other the cartoon like yeah, the actual yeah. cartoon uh animation and and i really enjoyed um how they flushed out the anakin skywalker character in in those shows and so yeah. and so when i go back i noticed that i couldn't watch i can't watch the prequels anymore because like i have a different anakin and so yeah. i go to the prequels and and the anakin is terrible like see i haven't i haven't been tainted by the by the show so i never i hadn't watched clone wars or anything like that mm -hmm. uh, but what i what i will say for the prequels like i so i hated them 
like vehemently for a long time. Um, but now like I watch episode one and two sort of the same way that I watch the Fast and Furious movies is that it's just like, it is just for awesomely purposes. terrible. You know, it's just, it's an, it's entertaining how bad it is. And I love it. You yes. Know? Yeah. 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 I, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. I'm right there. I yeah. used to really enjoy like everyone, you know, my favorite people for a long time was uh, Revenge of the Sith. And, um, and 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 I just don't enjoy it as much as I did before, just because like, like I kind of laugh at some of the like the close up of Anakin where he's like crying. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's just so cringe. Oh my god! Like what? I, what I really want to see, and this is I I know this isn't a Star Wars podcast, so this will be the last thing. <laughs> but what I really want to see is that it was uh, who is it? Not Toby Maguire. Who's the guy who looks exactly like Toby Maguire? That '70s show. Toe for Grace. Topher Grace. So Topher Grace, apparently, like back in, I think, 2012, did a uh, his own like director's cut of the prequels where he oh. took all three movies and made it like one 86 minute long movie. Mm-hmm. And he like he premiered it like in New York and like just for like a small crowd, like people watch. And apparently it was phenomenal. Like it made the prequels great. But it never leaked online. Like, there's no trace Damn of it. it. But uh, uh, allegedly, he made a fantastic prequel. Oh, so. I didn't. I didn't know that. I'm gonna have to do some research now, because yeah. I would love to see to see that. I would yeah, love to sure. see how it changes. And and that's like low key. You know, I know this isn't a Star Wars podcast. We just you just said that. <laughs> but that's the problem. That's the that's the pro and the con of being like such a nerd and having other nerds on the podcast is like. I'll nerd out about anything. Yeah, you'll like, you'll just go down a rabbit hole on whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I've just accepted it. Like I'm okay with it because there will be yeah. a fraction of listeners that are like, yeah, the yeah. The, tr- the recent trilogy sucked. Yeah, I came for the Pokemon. I stayed for the Star Wars. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. There you go. See, gosh, now now what I will say though, Tom. If you're not eating pancakes, I'm actually sad about that. Are you eating pancakes right now? Because it looked like you were eating breakfast tacos, but I wasn't quite sure. It's uh, pork tacos. Oh, okay. See, it look okay. It did look like you were eating tacos. If it's not a pancake taco, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, and so. on Pancake Sunday, no less. Come on, man. Come on, seriously. <laughs> what the hell? Anyways, I'll survive. You'll survive. We'll survive. <laughs> Well, hey, y'all, I appreciate you being on in spite of the fact that you're literally in Disney World. Um, And I'm also a little jealous. Like, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little jealous. But story behind that is um, family said, oh, we're going to go to Disney World so you have time to do the podcast. I said, well, I want to go to Disney World. I was like, okay, you get a restaurant and just do your thing. (laughs) Well, hey, just let me know, like, because, you know, I can easily geek out for easy, easily five hours. I feel like we could do that, but I want to be respectful too. So whenever you need to hop off, like just, just let me know whenever your time is. Yep. So, cause you know, Disney world is way more fun than, than being <laughs> on here. But <laughs> anyways, guys, going to come bounce him out of there. <laughs> gonna be like, your family's literally been waiting outside. What? The- <laughs> I mean, you're probably not supposed to film from here, stream from here. So we'll find oh, <laughs> I didn't think about that, but yeah, yeah, that yeah. that too, that too. So like, let me know before yeah, so you get kicked we'll, we'll out. We'll keep it low key. 
<laughs> yeah, but anyways, I appreciate being on. I'm, and I knew this was going to be really fun because I knew we like what I love about you guys. Like you guys don't just collect Pokemon cards, which is great. So I want to get into all the stuff that you guys have been collecting. And I mean, I know that, you know, Tom, you've been collecting a lot of Marvel, but like between the both of y'all, like what, like, like, let us know what else have you been collecting like right now, other than Pokemon and Evolving Skies? Because that's the thing right now, but. Yeah, Tom, I'll let you get into it. Oh, uh, yeah. So Matt knows a lot about my speculative buys I do all the time. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of Disney, uh, sealed Disney collecting. Uh, there's one Disney set that I'm hooked on. I got through it through uh, EPAC of all places. Uh, they have a whole Disney set. And there's a chase, a case chaser that gives you a piece of a manufactured diamond in it. So you can line up yeah. Disney princesses with tiaras and, you know, fun stuff for <laughs> Natasha. Uh, I was excited. We got a number two, 199 Rapunzel and Pascal card in a trade yesterday. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Uh, other stuff I have, uh, Super Mario, Wax Vintage, uh, Ninja Turtles. It's a lot of, like, non-sports. Uh, sports stuff, basketball. Uh, we went all in on football this year, mm -hmm. my family, Matt included. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, good In those Target restocks online. <laughs> uh, Amazingly, uh, it? we weren't killed by bots on it, so I was, I was happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> and a finally tops living set i got into recently so mm. it's like a limited time weekly tops puts it on their website uh star wars wwe and baseball i've done through that set so you don't know Ooh, that's printing. awesome you don't know the printing until like the time expires so some of them have been printed to ten thousand, five thousand less just depends on the character yeah nice. yeah that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I'm, I'm pretty much on uh, so Pokemon's obviously like my main collection. Um, but I don't do too much modern collecting. Uh, like you'll see, like I'll do modern breaks just cause you know, that's what people want to break and it's fun to rip. Um, but you know, obviously like my predominant stuff, like I'm, I am the expedition guy. Uh, so expedition, everything. I got a, got a couple of slabberinos over here. My, my two faves from expedition. <laughs> Got the uh, Mewtwo and the nine, the PSA nine Dragonite Hollow. Hell yeah! Um, yeah, so so Expedition's my favorite. Um, I also do like vending series, uh, which first one that got me hooked on it here was like, you know, vending series was so cool because they took a lot of chances, mm -hmm. um, and so they had like a child made the artwork for this polyrath. Yeah, it's like a child's coloring. Mm -hmm. uh, so like vending series and Expedition are my main ones. Outside of that, I do a lot of sealed collecting. Um, that I mostly do speculative. Um, so, like, I have just, like, modern sets that I thought, you know, have potential. Um, so, for me, that's, like, you know, Hidden Fates, Vivid Voltage, things that had, like, first-time cards. You know, Vivid Voltage was, like, the first appearance of Amazing Rares. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that was big for me. Uh, but outside of Pokemon, um, obviously, you've seen and, and you've geeked out a little bit on uh, all the stuff I get into with Magic the Gathering. Um Never in my life touched a Magic Gathering card. Tommy hates it. Tommy thinks it's the dumbest move I've ever made. So <laughs> Never in my life did I think you would get into it. 
But yeah, why? So why? Why? Why do you think I wouldn't have gotten? Into <laughs> I mean, Pokemon is your niche. You know it so well. Yeah. Like you just didn't grow up with it. Like you played Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. I remember that. Uh, well, and that's where they really got me like hook, line, and sinker this past time because yeah. they did a Dungeons and Dragons set. Okay. You know? Yeah. And so it's like all the monsters from the monster manual. And so like that was like gave me nostalgia, even though I never played uh, Magic. But, you know, I'm kind of like that, uh, what, Benicio Del Toro's character from Guardians of the Galaxy, like the collector, <laughs> like, I like pretty things, you know? And so, like, when <laughs> when Haven came out with those uh, Japanese alt arts, I'm like, oh my I have God. no attachment to it other than those are gorgeous. You know? They're gorgeous. I don't even know what yeah. they're saying. I don't even know. Yeah, I know. I, I don't even know. <laughs> you know. It's like, I got to look up the value of the card, and I'm like, I don't even know what card this is. It's just nice. <laughs> it's just great. Yeah. And I've been trying to go back to Target to get the collector, uh, the collector um, like uh, the booster packs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because all they have are those, those non-draft box Strixhaven, and then they have the singles. And then for a while, they were selling the um, the collector version of the of those booster packs for like twenty five bucks, and yeah. and they're gone. They're completely sold out. I was only able to get one, and I should have honestly gotten as many as I could. As many is it, as I is could it mainly afford. Strixhaven that you're looking for? Um, um, yes, because of the Japanese alt arts. But honestly, at yeah. this point, I think the better move is to just buy the alt arts you know not even not yeah. even chase the boxes for them and just get the alt arts because those are yeah. fun but i haven't been focused on them because i've been focused on fortnite which you know yeah. i was gonna ask okay so i already know tom's answer yeah. Yeah. what's yours matt are you going to do the secret lair like uh a, a street street fighter uh, for yes. MCG, you are okay. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, okay. Street Fighter is that's a big part of mine and Tom's childhood. Like I, awesome. you know, thinking back to some of like my earliest memories, like some of them revolve around Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think it was like back when we were still living in Brooklyn, like 1994. Like I remember like borrowing a copy of Street Fighter Two from uh, one of our friends and just it's like going a Genesis off on it. Street Fighter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, good time. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, Th those are great. Oh, those are great. I cannot wait to see to see what's up with like I, I don't know. I can't wait to see what those those cards are. I've never yeah. I never tried to buy Secret Lair. So I've mm -hmm. been like doing some research just to prepare when the Fortnite mm -hmm. and the Street Fighter comes out. And yeah. I didn't realize that the Secret Lairs were print to demand. So you have to pre-order them. Oh and, man. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I was on the website. I added myself to the to the to the email list so that I could get notified because right now you can't pre-order mm -hmm. for Fortnite or, or Street Fighter. So I have to figure out with people that know more than I do just to get prepared for that day, because I don't know if it's going to be a body thing. I don't know if they're going to stop it after a certain, yeah. you know, amount of time, like even though it's, you know, print to demand, like when will that mm -hmm. is there a line? That's that's going to be really interesting uh, to see which of those prints heavier, right? Because I think that, you know, Street Fighter, especially for people who are our age, you know, in their prime earning years, like I think Street Fighter <laughs> has more nostalgia, you know, than Fortnite does. Mm -hmm. um, but Fortnite, obviously, the much more popular global brand at this point. Um, and everyone, like, thankfully you, Jess, I mean, like, you were like the Fortnite pioneer. Like, I, I didn't know any Fortnite collectors until you. Nice. Um, and now everyone's <laughs> on it, you know? And so, like, I could see where, you know, because now big, big influencers are into Fortnite and everything, that they may actually end up printing more of the Fortnite yeah. secret layer because the demand is higher. 
you know so it'll be interesting to see like what prints more of those two sets yeah yeah i agree with you um and i mean like what like what's funny that you say that is i'm not even the biggest Fortnite collector i just happened <laughs> yeah. to be one of the like one of the ones on instagram because when i first yeah. got on instagram my whole thing was Fortnite, and then i decided to like rebrand and make it just geek in general because yeah. pokemon was more of the thing but i love Fortnite, and i i just want to be able to put out whatever i'm collecting so i'm like let me just make it general and like i'm just you know that's why i came out with geeked out but um but yeah, like Fortnite has been really interesting to watch because I just found out last night from some people that Derek Jeter just, I think it was a private sale for like the guy, like the yeah. Fortnite card. Um, and it was a PSA five of that card. Wow. And so, and so now that card really is turning into like, it always kind of was the first edition base set Charizard, right? Yeah. It always kind of what it always always kind of was, but now at this point, what we're seeing for the Crystal Shard version of that card, mm -hmm. that's like the top top card of Fortnite, that you know, even if you had an authenticated version of the first edition Charizard, like you're still balling, right? Like it yeah. doesn't matter the condition, even if you have an authenticated version, it's like okay, all right, like I see, yeah. you know, because like a <laughs> PSA six or something is still worth a few thousand dollars, like it's not cheap to get yeah. one, and so the Crystal Shard um um uh, black knight card is now starting to become like you're starting to actually see that that's how the market is reacting to oh, it yeah. because of that purchase and then on top of that like it was an actual celebrity that purchased that card so you know they're watching the market yeah. they might not be talking about it much but they're watching it so yeah and so i was i was kind of talking to uh rock pokemon connor about this the other day about the popularity and the longevity surrounding the first edition Charizard mm -hmm. um, and how it's like, you know, it's like, it's a good card, you know, and it, it was probably like the, the nicest one that stood out of the hollows in first edition base set, you know, cause it's like the only one, if you go back and look, it's the only one that's doing anything. Right, like a polygraph is just like this is what a polygraph looks like. This is what an exam looks like. The Charizard's like blowing fire, right? Uh -huh. And so it's like, but on the scale of like all the Pokemon cards have come after that, you know, it's like it's not that interesting. It just has the biggest nostalgia hit. But mm -hmm. what I was the reason I bring that up is that I'm thinking about like Crystal Shard Black Knight versus the first edition base set Charizard. I'm willing to bet that those Crystal Shard cards are significantly more rare you know, than, than most first edition base cards, right? And at, at the time right now, and I know it's like we have bias because it's like, it's what we grew up with. And I know Pokemania was huge, but for, I've never seen something like Fortnite where like literally every child you know plays Fortnite, <laughs> you know? Every, like I, you know, I do, I'm a therapist by, uh, by trade, by day. And whenever I am talking with one of my teenage clients, all of them are on Fortnite. Like all mm -hmm. of them, it's like, what's your daily routine? I get home, maybe I do homework and then I hop on Fortnite, you know? And so it's like, I'm wondering if 20 years from now, if those, you know, crystal shard cards are gonna have more value just because of the, the, the absolute rarity and the huge popularity of the franchise. Um, it'll be interesting to see yeah. what that looks like. So, so I am really glad that you say that. Like, I love hearing you say that because you know, like, I, I don't want to say like you're on the outside of Fortnite, but you've been watching it. And that's exactly, yeah. and, and you've been watching it accurately. That's exactly what it is. I mean, uh, you know, absolutely. Crystal Shards, there's probably less than 100. 
Yeah. And 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 what we haven't been able to figure out, and some will argue that there's probably less than 50. And I think I think that also mm -hmm. could be a possibility. Uh, the one thing that's not quite clear, and I'm I'm waiting for you know the pop reports to really start filling out for those crystal shard cards across all of the different grading companies um, that that grade Fortnite, but. Um, I want to see too to get an idea of if there's maybe even some rarity with certain skins because that's yeah. not quite clear because the one thing that we're seeing with Fortnite is we're seeing crystal shards not hit the market that often and it's like okay is that a combination of just the supply it could be a, an, an indication of supply um, but it could also be it's also more so probably an indication that you know those collectors know what they have and they're keeping it and they're holding those for you know five probably probably five years at least just mm -hmm. to see what those cards start to do because i mean even when you see the ones right now that are hitting the market like for the usa print version i mean because you know there's a lot of little nuances to fortnite which is why you know i try to stress people like do your research and pay yeah. attention to those differences um the usa prints like they're going for easy a thousand a thousand yeah. even even in the raw version for those crystal shard cards so it's like if you can get a crystal shard and then it's a legendary skin that mm -hmm. was even more rare and then and then you know the particular like highlighted ones right the ones that were popular in the game the ones that played a significant part in the actual story uh to Fortnite, you know behind behind the game so mm -hmm. i mean you've really got something there i you know, i was talking to some guys last night we were ranking we were ranking cards um and we're like okay black knight crystal shard number one number two surprisingly enough the peely crystal shard because that was like the meme skin and so that's yeah. like <laughs> like all the kids are like oh yeah peely like that was the jokester and yeah. then number three is then we we probably get to like the black knight hollow foil and then like probably number four is the skull trooper crystal shard and then another crystal shard i can't remember what we had mentioned but i mean either way like freaking a like the crystal yeah. shard cards are crazy crazy and, rare and compared to others early you're this yeah. early into the you know the the fortnite timeline <laughs> you know that it's like it's already popping off like this now granted obviously there's like a global boom you know of cards in general mm -hmm. um, are you but, selling I mean, raw or graded at these prices uh both <laughs> both depending depending on what depending on what you're looking at um uh so so the black the crystal shard black knight uh five point a 9.5 sorry a 9.5 sold for around 23k and that was a really great sale to see because it was an ebay auction so so you know that was i think probably really reflective of the market um so so but even for like a let's say a lux crystal shard who uh, I, I love lux i have lux i don't have the crystal shard version but it, you know there's a there might be one like foil on the market of the usa print and it's i th i want to say it's 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 definitely over a thousand and it could easily be 1500 and it's just a, the raw version of the card the raw which yeah. yeah which i don't know that i would buy because it's like if you know what you have that card probably isn't in good condition there's probably something something up with that card you know like but, anyone but then you look jeter bought a psa5 <laughs> you know 
that's that's very true that's very true um so you know it's just stuff to to i guess weigh but yeah like these numbers they're, they're doing something really crazy and honestly i think personally because there's so little sales data people are taking huge risks right like very yeah. very huge risks because there's so little sales data and to be honest i think these prices are not normal you know th there's not enough sales history like i think these prices are doing a little bit more than than maybe what they technically should be but i think mm -hmm. people are just smarter about it like like the black knight that i bought you know maybe maybe i should have paid less i don't know but what i do know is that that card in five to ten years from now like that's the that's like the number three card that's in the top five yes. right yeah. so i'm like i don't care I kind of, I do care how much I pay for it, but th at that price, what I think it could do in five to 10 years from now, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and just lock in that price right now. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. That's, that's how I feel when I buy like the bulk majority of like my PC stuff, like with the expedition cards is that it's like a lot of them I bought at peak, you know, but it's like, that's not the lifetime peak, you know, like I'm, I'm planning, like, that's the one piece of my collection that I do not plan to sell while I'm alive, <laughs> you know, like that goes to my kids, <laughs> uh -huh. you know? And so, you know, for me, it's like, okay, did I overpay like a hundred bucks on a Charizard versus like what the price is now? Maybe, but it's like, it's not going to make up a hundred bucks in the next 50 years. Like, you know, it's, it's definitely, if you're, if you're going to sit on a card, it really doesn't matter too much. The price mm -hmm. you get, as long as you're getting it in the condition you want and you plan to hold it long-term. Yeah. 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 I I absolutely agree with you. And and especially for expedition because like minty 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 versions of those cards are real low pops, right? Like like I don't yeah. know if they're there are they are they like under 100 for generally for like so it depends on the grade, but mm -hmm. I would say most of the hollows hover between like total population all grades around like the 130 140 range. Okay. Um you know, and then I collect in like 8 and 9. Um, and usually you'll see like 30, like there'll mm -hmm. be 30 in that grade. Okay. Um, and I don't think it's going to go up too much. Like Expedition, you know, it is, it's the true, the truly rarest, I would say, of like the English sets for, for multiple reasons. One, this was at the drop-off, right? Mm -hmm. So this was at the drop-off in Pokemon popularity. Uh, E-Series was not super popular when it first came out. Um, but then Expedition was the first of the E-Series, right? So you got Expedition, Aquapolis, and then Sky Ridge. And Sky Ridge was, like, really touted. Like, if you go back and watch, like, YouTube videos from, like, five years ago, it's like, this is the Holy Grail set. Everyone loves Sky Ridge. It's the last Watsy set. Well, mm -hmm. of course, that results in people getting and holding a bunch of sealed product of it. You know? Like, people, when, when people didn't care about the set back in the day, right and didn't think of it as a speculative investment that's going to lead to there being less mint cards you know mm -hmm. and also it was like severely lowly printed you know and so like i think expedition like in my eyes you know people think of sky ridge and aquapolis as like the big e-series sets but expedition's the underdog and mm -hmm. and i think because people didn't covet it didn't value it so much that there's not going to be very many more of these cards popping up um you know, like you can get Tommy and I were were joking about it the other day. We've seen so many influencers breaking fossil boxes. Oh my God, <laughs> fossil boxes are being broken like every two days. There's, I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna call anyone out, but there was like some sort of place that's giving away, like doing a giveaway with the first edition fossil box. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Um, yeah. And it's it was just printed to you know out the wazoo. Um, I'd, li and I'd so, like to call them out. <laughs> yeah, go for it. That's a win for me because uh, they're yeah. also sponsoring other podcasts now too. So yeah. I'd be surprised who wins their um, their giveaway. But it's a TCG underscore Stadium. Yeah. Uh, they're also an online seller. I mean, that one giveaway has popped them up, too. Last time I checked, there were over 10K followers. Before that, they were, like, hovering around 7,000. So it's, like, yeah. it's doing what they expected to do. But I don't know. They're making a push for some reason. Not sure why, what their plans are. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But what was really interesting to me about the first edition Fossil, right? And I'll go back to, like, Nathan Pravia where he brings up about how first edition is not rare. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just a printing on a card. It was overprinted. Uh, Jess, you've even mentioned before, shadowless, lower printing than first edition. So, mm -hmm. but I'm just worried about, like, the uh, dominoes that are going to fall because of this account that's giving away the Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. You know, you know, that that's something that I kind of been reflecting on. Um, and, and I don't really know the answer yet, but kind of thinking about because you can see how uh, content creators and I mean, we're all content creators. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I don't know how much of a true impact like one singular or maybe a handful of content creators can actually have on the market. I mean, on an individual, possibly, but but like on the market as a whole, you know, I don't know how that impact. I don't know how we can measure that. I'm not sure. I, I'm not that smart yeah. on that end of it. But it's made me really think about like the content that I put out and what possible impact it could be happening, even on a smaller level. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, like, so what I don't want to do, what I don't want to do, and I don't know if I have or not already or if i will in the future you know not incidentally like 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 really making an impact on on those kinds of things in like a manipulative kind of way and it's kind of got me worried like i i want to post my cards i want to do my thing you know but but does that does that have like a negative manipulative impact i don't i don't know and and i don't know I, i've been really trying to rethink and and be more thoughtful on the kind of content that I do put out because it's like, whoa, like, like putting numbers out of things, uh, uh do, doing that kind of stuff. It, it makes me a little worried that, I don't know. I mean, I'm a small creator compared to other ones. So I, I hope that maybe the bigger, you know, creators consider those things and think about that. But I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know the answer. You know, who's a really interesting case study on this. Um, a, a good, a good guy, you know, been very nice to me and Tommy. Um, Aaron Lamont. Have you ever followed Aaron Lamont? Yeah, yeah. 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 So he obviously has this massive, massive sealed collection. Um, huge, that huge you know, collection. it's like, it's kind of like directly advertising, like, hey, there's a lot more of this product in existence than you think. But what's so interesting about Aaron to me is that, like, he is a holder. Like, he he's not going to sell. He did this big April Fool's joke that. Uh, you know, got a lot of people angry, but uh, in hindsight, it was pretty funny, uh, where he said, I'm doing an expedition box break, right? Like, who wants in on this expedition box break? I'm going to start selling my collection, right? And then turn out to be an April Fool's joke, because, like, he never sells any of his collection, yeah. right? Yeah. But, you know, it's like, if that's any indication, one, you know, like, I think that just knowing that there's, he can't be the only one, 
you know, that has these massive, massive amounts of product. Uh, Gary is often referenced that he has this like armed, <laughs> you know, vault uh, over mm-hmm. some, somewhere deep in the in North California, you know, like whatever. Um, that who knows? He could be sitting on cases and cases and cases of first edition booster boxes, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so it's like there's there's plenty of those people who exist, but then it's like how much of an impact does it have if these people never sell? You know, so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely really interesting to have to know that there are collectors out there that could have a massive impact on a market if all of a sudden they decided to sell all of it or even some of it. I mean, because even recently um, there was a Fortnite collector who got back a. a boatload of uh, PSA bulk that he has sent in and it's all crystal shards and they're all in nines and tens wow. and and how low and, and we're talking about multiples of like like even even like five of the same skin and even that because right now there's so few even that has an impact like you could be talking about you know potentially 10% of a market that he might have I wonder if he scoped all those out or if he ripped them because like to, to rip that many like you have to have gone through thousands of boxes they're so rare oh my god yeah he didn't he didn't rip them he bought them um is is what is what he told me so it would have been really expensive to rip all of that because i didn't get a damn like black knight crystal shard and i opened up 24 boxes so (laughs) so yeah uh but definitely got some crystal shards but yeah but i mean it's really interesting to see that because i mean you know as we become more educated in general on the market and even even for example to see what happened what's going on right now in vintage video games and and in the grading of those vintage video games and seeing the possible market manipulation in that it's like oh you know i mean like at the end of the day, you got to remember that these things could go down to zero because there there are possibly people, you know, pulling the strings on these things. I don't know. Yeah. I like, feel like I, I can't I even predict- touch the, the greater games market. Yeah. yeah. I got a prediction coming. Uh, Legend of Arceus. Arceus Legend is going to be the highest selling Pokemon game ever because everyone's uh-huh. going to keep buying multiple copies and sending over yeah, and, them. and yeah, <laughs> it's going to get out of hand. But uh, yeah. I've always joked about that too with matt is um like take photos at walmart i'm just like oh my goodness i can't believe they're just putting this out up front for everyone oh no (laughs) are you guys gonna get the game are you guys gonna cop it yeah not not for like sealed collection purposes but yeah i'm gonna play it yeah actually play it Uh, yeah yeah i don't know about um what's the other one diamond and pearl Shiny mm-hmm. diamond or brilliant diamond. I don't know about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like Unique. the art style, the the like chibi art style. Like I, <laughs> Me too. I think it's adorable. You know, like I the they did it's that with uh, the Link's Awakening remake, and uh-huh. it was just like so relaxing to play. It's just like very cute. Yeah, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited for Pearl and Diamond. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. I haven't played Link's Awakening yet, uh, but I do want to get it. But I I did really like the art of Breath of the Wild. So, so I need to, I need to mitigate my expectation because I really loved Breath of the Wild. That was a really great game. Yeah. And so I have to like switch my focus. It's like Chibi is cute, you know, and, and that's, and that's the mm-hmm. kind of game that you're getting. So just go ahead and try it out and enjoy <laughs> it. Cause I didn't have the N64 cause that, that game originally came out N64, right? 
Uh, the Link's Awakening? I think that was Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo? Oh, okay. Yeah, N64 See, was like Ocarina either. of Time and Majora's Mask. Yeah, yeah. That, that's an, that era of Link, of, of, of Zelda games, I never played because I never had those systems. I only had the yeah. Game Boy. So, and I only had the, well, no, I had, no, I had the Game Boy Color. But there were only, there were only a handful of, yeah. like, Game did, Boy did games. Did you play the GameCube Zeldas? No, I didn't have that okay. either. Uh, strong recommendation because you love Breath of the Wild. I love Breath of the Wild. This game is nothing like Breath of the Wild. I'm just recommending it because you <laughs> seem to like the same things. Yeah. Wind Waker. Wind Waker oh. is one of my all-time favorites. I've heard okay. good things about Wind Waker. I, I've heard, I've heard, okay, yes, thank you. I, yeah, I, yeah I'll, I'll definitely play that because um, my brother has a GameCube, um, so it, it shouldn't be too hard to grab you know, a disc somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah. You know, like talking about the like video game grading and collecting, like I, I need to stop myself from thinking it's a good idea for me because <laughs> I'm just so uneducated in it. You know, like I was at, a, I was at GameStop the other day picking up a copy of uh, WarioWare, uh, the new mm -hmm. WarioWare on Switch. And, you know, like the original WarioWare, like I think it just sold in like a WADA 88 for like $3,000. So like not, not like a huge, huge bump. Um, but as I was picking up the copy, I was like, I didn't reserve it. And I was like, hey, do you have any copies of WarioWare? And he's like, literally only one. They only shipped us two to sell and two for reserves. And so, like, I I don't know how you got lucky enough to grab one. And so, of course, the collector in my mind's like, should, should I keep the seal to be, <laughs> you know, like, oh, did, they, did they not make enough low. of it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know um but but in reality it's like i i can't make decisions like that like i know nothing about it you know so i just gotta yeah. stay out of it as much as like the collector in me wants to like collect everything you know? i know i feel the same way because like i've been looking at there's certain listings that i've been looking at for a while now and like they still haven't sold and i'm like oh, should i just do it should i just do it yeah because 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 uh like I, i've talked about this before i i'm a real nerd for the horror genre video game yeah but but it's like hypocritical it's like silly because i can never play those games i i'm i'm a, i'm so scared to play those games but i love watching people play yeah. it i love hearing about it i love i love the stories behind it like silent hill kuwan rule yeah. of rose like fatal frame uh resident evil i love all of those ips right and so i would yeah. love to collect all of those things um but like i've been trying to stay away from that too like the collector in me i've been trying to stay away from that just because it's like well maybe let's see how that kind of pans out mm -hmm. um you know and see where the dust settles because i don't know i don't yeah. know so okay. so tom i'm i'm interested to pick your brain a little bit because like talking about like getting into markets like emerging markets for collecting like if you sort of like blow my mind with like how correct you've been <laughs> on on stuff with like marvel and disney and all of this and so it's like how did you strategize that like what if, how did you dip your toes in there and then go full throttle with it yeah well <laughs> early on when we started this um just looked at the data and noticed there was a correlation where like if it's like a sweet spot like 20 years, 25 year hit. Um, like, what did we he talk about? We talked about, so surprising. We talked about um, <laughs> what was it? I called evolutions before it blew up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, thank and you for you, that, because I bought a box on Amazon for $100, <laughs> and then it blew no. up like a month later. There's a technique in data science. It's called propensity modeling. You just put, like, all the variables. You got to put, like, quantitative variables. 
which can be hard. And that's kind of what like Matt's alluding to. Like, well, what's how do you decide to get into a market? Uh, usually like survey results I find interesting. Like the one I posted on my page right now, uh, some other company, some toy quality company, like looked yeah. at Google searches for different Pokemon. And they look for uh, who's over indexing the global search. So when you're thinking of places to invest in, yeah. like Matt's identified, okay, Expedition's pretty good. Well, maybe you want to go Gengar Expedition. Because apparently somebody's out there searching for it. Hopefully it's not just Matt, like, yeah. <laughs> driving the whole country, but most likely it's not. Uh, then you really got to think about, like, what's out there that's already, like, a cheat book. Like, um, for me, like, Marvel was so easy because, for whatever reason, Marvel's marketing is like, let's hype up our next phase of movies over the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, then it's just going back to sets. Like, so-and-so was introduced here. Okay, get it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think so-and-so might pop up in this movie, maybe, you know, if they go with this storyline. That's really what it's about. Uh, yeah. Did you end up getting any uh, Kang I... rookies, Tom? Did you get any Kang oh, yeah. rookies? Yeah, 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 I drove up the eBay sales, if you look on <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing was, it was already Good on call my radar. There. It was already on my radar, and then Loki forced my hand. And I was like, oh, my goodness, no. Like, I'm, now I'm like a hypocrite, because I told Jess on the first podcast, where it's like, yeah, I really don't get FOMO. <laughs> but then, like, <laughs> like I swear he Aww. wasn't going to be in it at all. I'm like, no, no way. Like, even, like actor jonathan major was like i don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> but you yeah. know acting <laughs> Act. but, yeah he, he was fantastic <laughs> in it too my god yeah it's like mm-hmm. the rush to buy the seal um of his first car russian bought and the idea was there it's like okay what if you had the chance to invest in like thanos before the mcu even happened you know you're making crazy roi right now like that's where kang was at this point now I don't know which versions they're going to go with, but yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, you know, like, search engine optimization, people are just going to search in Kang. So yeah. pick a bunch of Kangs, inserts, fun stuff like that. Hopefully he gets that push. Uh, even sometimes, like, uh, Matt saying, like, oh, video games, I got to stop it. Like, so much got to stop me. Like, I've done that with myself. Um, there's one that I passed on that I feel like and it's a cartoon that Matt and I always debate about I'm probably yeah. going to lose like tons of followers by not liking it because I'm a Stimpy guy <laughs> Matt's yeah. a Spongebob oh. guy there's yeah. Spongebob TCG out there yep. and I'm just mm-hmm. like oh it's so cheap can I check the pop reports no one's grading them ever yeah. I was like eh, mm-hmm. it probably means no one's collecting them so I might like possibly yeah, I mean, but... SpongeBob's like a huge part of like the meme zeitgeist, you know. Exactly. Um, like it, 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 it's... it hit everything in my algorithm, but <laughs> the yeah. final key piece was like, do I actually like it? Nah. <laughs> it's Pass it's really surprised it. me the longevity of of SpongeBob, you know, because one, it was like such a weird cartoon, but loved it when I was a kid. Um, but on top of it, it's like I don't know, like if you were SpongeBob people, you know, they would they would air like one episode a year, like at a certain point, like they have like a few seasons, and it's like, all right, guys, the new SpongeBob episode's finally coming in November, right? 
And so, and yet here now, I mean, you know, again, I'm going to sound like a boomer here, but Zoomers love SpongeBob. I don't know what happened. Like SpongeBob and Shrek is is what they're all about. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so true. So true. Yeah. I got to I gotta find that Shrek rookie card somewhere. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Hell probably yeah. it's out there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just like my career is trying to predict human behavior. So yeah. This is a little bit more fun. <laughs> so, so Tom, do you have like a doomsday algorithm on like, what if it turns out that Zoomers don't care about physical media at all and like only care about digital and that these cards are worthless? <laughs> well, I do. And you know that. <laughs> uh, so I have uh, Luke and Natasha play on Tops Collect Act. Um, I mean, the biggest L I took was probably Panini stuff. That's definitely not going to blockchain anymore, <laughs> that app. <laughs> but luckily, we didn't buy anything. It's all free openings of packs, and I let them um, just, like, power level up on Mystery Box. Mm-hmm. I figure I would overthink it. Mystery Box works as, like, you got four options, pick a box. Could be a pack of cards. Could be some coins, or it's a foul or a fumble, depending on mm-hmm. the game you have. But, yeah, so I have um, Tops Collect Marvel, Tops Collect Disney. There's a Star Wars I haven't, like, downloaded or got into, but I sold one of those. I sold a Hawkeye that I don't care about for 10 bucks (laughs) on eBay, and it's, like, a free pack that my one-year-old son opened up. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's going to bite me if he really loves Hawkeye. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting, but it's, like, that's not an NFT. Yeah. It's not. It's on a free app, and it's not blocking, it's I don't get that it's just the thing. So yeah. it could be yeah. somebody who's just being speculative, like, oh, any day they're going to announce this is an NFT that's on the blockchain. So would yeah. you do you do you have any NFTs? No, no, no. No. I, I even passed on the Spider-Man one. <laughs> I know yeah. people who did buy it, and they said, oh, that's the only NFT they would ever get. But I thought about it. I thought about well, it because it's Spider-Man. What really turned me off on it was when Gary V was like hyping up that he was going to do his own NFT. And he was sharing like these things done in like Microsoft Paint. And everybody thought he was joking. Like, what is this? Like making fun of having NFTs. Mm-hmm. And then like he has an NFT. And it's like, eh, like we're being played. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, like the second, you know, like when Logan Paul did his second box break, and like the bo- the packs came with an NFT of him. I was like, I'm out. I'm I'm out on NFTs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're done. I mean, one really yeah. up up and coming NFTer is probably Fart on. Un- what is it? Art Funk Uncle? Did I? Oh, Fart Fart Uncle. Yeah. Like one of the most famous <laughs> IG artists out there. Yeah, man. <laughs> See, that uh, that Squirtle on a skateboard, like fire <laughs> NFT right there that's that's an inside joke that no one listening to this podcast will get but that's okay (laughs) so i'm trying to i'm trying to understand how like the thick nfts like the thick pikachus and the thick charizards like isn't like you can't sell you you like license like you don't have the license yeah you know how how are they not in trouble i guess is is maybe you know throw a booty on it that's the loophole you know Oh. You know, it's like it's like Vanilla Ice and uh, and Queen. You know, it's like that little dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> That's what makes it different. So, <laughs> to this day, to this day, watching that Vanilla Ice interview, I was like, "Are you serious right now? Really, 
Really? Are you are you serious right now? He survived. He survived. <laughs> he did. He did though. He did. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny looking back, like like how he even had to defend himself when now like all of rap is just samples, <laughs> you know, and it's like no one even bats an eye at it. Yeah. No, that's that that's yeah. true. That's true. That things have definitely been changed. But I mean, even back then, even back then when when hip hop was initially around, like there were a lot of DJs out there that were sampling the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> like that that's what they were doing is samples, but you know, I, I don't know. I mean I mean so so okay, going back to you know what you were talking about the rookie cards for marvel because like i love talking about marvel and in all the cool things that they've been doing like with with disney in the mcu like they've been killing it they've been doing a really good job managing marvel managing the story like i've been really entertained by it um so you've been buying the rookie cards have you been buying comic books have you been buying those key issues no because uh, no? I think we're begging on my father's garage collection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so our dad used to be a distributor of comics. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, luckily, his, I think most of them survived the hurricane, whatever we got hit with. Yeah. Or like the garage flooded a little bit. Yeah, the only thing that died in that was Steven's Xbox. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we'd be lucky. Oh. Like our dad was really geeky into collecting. Uh, what was it? He was letting Matt and like the other like younger ones of our brothers open up first edition jungle fossil. Yep. Oh, that's fun. Uh, he didn't he didn't really know too much about Pokemon because mm-hmm. he was telling them like, hey, if you get a Charizard, hold it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. not in that set, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, definitely just like not. letting yeah. letting our kids open it. Uh, I know Matt lets his kids open packs. Oh yeah. Let mine too. Um, too saved a bunch of our collections. Like right here, Mar- so I'm I'm raising Marcy to be a collector, and so like this is her box of stuff that she's gonna send off to PSA. Yes. These are all cards that she pulled herself. Oh. Um, and so and she loves, and that's a great thing is that it's like the relationship to the cards is different now than it was when we were growing up. Because for us, it was like you know play the TCG and then like destroy the cards you know and all that but Marcy like she's really interested in what I'm doing with the cards and so like she sees I do a lot of grading and so she wanted me to get her a box for all the stuff she's gonna sub you know so like just yesterday she pulled like a alternate art blissey Yo. and you know this is the this is the first big hit that she ever had uh professor's research rainbow where oh, I know my camera's not all that good. But, um, you know, with that, that was a pack that I got her for her birthday last year. And she was like, hey, I want you to get me a pack so I can keep it in my sealed collection. I want to start a sealed collection just like you. This is a five-year-old saying that. Oh, you know? so <laughs> And then, like, two days later, she's like, Dad, I want to open that pack. <laughs> and she opened It's a single blister. It's a single blister. And she got, like, a rainbow. And so she's just been addicted to ribbing packs since then. Um, but yeah, it's just awesome sharing the hobby with the kids. Does she, does she take in the hobby? Um, does she take in Pokemon, um, like in, in other ways too? Like, does she watch the shows and Yeah, so she watched, she started with, she started watching Lee and Hart with me, like back Mm -hmm. when we got back into it, like in 2018. Um, and now... Uh, then she started got into like Pokemon Journeys, which is like a great Netflix Pokemon show. 
Um, I've been watching it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh my god, the first episode where it turns out the Pichu was Ash's Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it got me. It got me. Um, but yeah, just now I'm very proud. She just started her first legitimate Pokemon journey, so she's playing Pokemon Shield, um, and she just today she got her fifth gym badge. Um, and that, like, once she started playing the game, she's just full tilt into it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so awesome. it's like, we do, you know, we try to limit it. So, like, she'll play on, like, if it's not a school night, she'll play her Switch. And she just, like, grinds on Pokemon yes. all the time. So it's great. Yes, gamer to my heart. Oh, yes. that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. So, I love that. Talking about like, all the collections that we had as a kid. So I have all the Marvel chase sets that everyone's looking for in complete mm-hmm. sets. So the same thing, like what Marcy is going to eventually end up having is because she's opened so much, like the complete sets of what people are looking for yeah. is going to be interesting over time. So mm-hmm. like Marvel wasn't like that much of a, oh man, I got to start go buying all this Marvel to get into it. Like most of it was, thanks dad, right, it was his, his cost, not my cost. <laughs> he does like, <laughs> maybe, okay, where's my cut? <laughs> but... Yeah. But, uh, well, and that's the yeah. thing. You look at all these people with these monster collections, and it's always just how early did you get in? You know? And yeah. so it's like when we got our kids getting in at like four, <laughs> you know? So that's a <laughs> good sign for them. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I'm familiar with all the inserts from those sets too. So, like, modern Marvel is pretty interesting right now. They're bringing back all the 90s, like, sports type inserts. So, um, and every once in a while doing like a retro set. They call them buybacks within sets. So it'll be like mm-hmm. versions of the cards I have a complete set on. And Marvel Upper Deck will buy it back from you if you don't want it. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so I know like I've held on to the right things. Uh, so think about like precious metal gems, uh, jambalayas, super rares, epic rares, uh, numbered cards. Everything I always complain about, like, it'd be really cool if Pokemon would do this. Like, Marvel's yeah. doing it. Upper, Upper Deck does it. Because um, Upper Deck has the licensing for Fleer. I learned mm-hmm. that from a podcast. Uh, somebody on Upper Deck was on one of the Marvel ones. And so they won it when Fleer went bankrupt. So they have all the rights to those Fleer sets, Flair. Oh, Flair nice. Ultra, all the insert, inserts. So Matt likes hockey. Uh, mm-hmm. So all the hockey inserts they go to marvel as well uh black diamonds a crazy premiere type set uh for marvel it was a uh, six hundred dollars <laughs> one pack one pack Dude. but wow. everything in the pack is a hit and it was themed to mcu so mm-hmm. you could get you know chris Hemsworth autographs uh material used in the movies those are huge. What's the worst you could rip there? Is that like a 60% loss? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, a, I bought one on EPAC. So, EPAC is more discounted than actual physical product. Mm-hmm. So, but then they can ship it to you. The worst I got in that pack was, um, and it'd be like the box hit in like any of the base set Marvels, the modern ones. It's this yeah. thing for like a diamond facet. It's like a manufactured patch and it was baby group it was like uh <laughs> and then you divide that by how much the pack costs and how many cards you got in 
like no one's gonna buy for like i mean look that's not as bad as when you pulled that uh that auto of the violinist from spider-man 3 so okay. <laughs> hold on seriously tell her what followed up though in the next next couple of packs oh okay so in the next so he got, he got this box that only had like two good hits right and the first hit is like the violinist from like this random scene in the movie and then after that wasn't it a one of one stan lee or like a stan uh, lee not, auto or something not numbered but stan lee on the card auto yeah yeah, on card auto of Stanley. Still worth it. Which oh, is like, man. Oh, absolutely worth it. That's that's got to be one of the best things, if not the best thing you pull from that. But box. I mean, he brings up like a really good risk in Marvel, especially if you go mm-hmm. to MCU. Like MCU, they target like casual collectors. Mm-hmm. So the price point really like uh, introduces you to what Disney wants the character to be like. Uh, there's been some autos I've been embarrassed to share with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, I opened up a box of Far From Home. So uh-huh. Spider-Man 2. And I got an auto of one of his classmates. Oh. And then it's like, oh. okay, do I do I bank on like some kid to get into a bigger movie and, yeah. and have a really play. good Halloween career? But that uh-huh. is like that is the box hit. And it's like, yeah. come on. Well, who knows? I mean, like phase twenty-seven of the MCU could be that kid having his own movie. <laughs> so the multi- multiverse. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Out. What if? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's Everyone crazy. in the Spider-Man movies is a version of Spider-Man. That's what Disney's gonna do. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Oh man. Oh, that's cool. So then, so then, okay. So we're talking about Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man Into the Verse. What's your favorite version of Spidey from that My movie? Favorite version? Uh-huh. From yeah. Into yeah, the, yeah. from the movie itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, the cartoon. Yeah, uh, Nick Cage's. Uh, <laughs> the noir spider-man <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm a peter porter fan i yeah, i love yeah i love john mulaney he he crushed it uh-huh. but yeah. it's just because like the way that they portrayed in the movie is nothing like how he is in the comic oh no no uh, not like at all he was played more comedically not... yeah 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 because well, the noir comics are supposed to be very serious right yeah right yeah. Yeah. and then they played off of that um, in the movie, I, that movie was so great. I loved it. I love yeah. that movie. But but then outside of that film, what what's your who's your favorite version of Spider Man? Mm. Oh, just just classic. Just yeah. classic. Oh, okay. Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's too hard. Um, mm-hmm. What's interesting about Into the Spider Verse? Uh, just like how deep I go, like collecting for Natasha. Like, I wanted to get her like the first Spider Gwen <laughs> from like where she would know it from so mm-hmm. yeah she watched into the spider wars this week so now instead of calling her ghost spider she calls her spider Gwen because she plays with spider yeah but i found <laughs> these uh, amc only trading cards yeah. that you could get for like limited time so they're pretty cool uh they're oversized though so it's like the size of two cards but psa maybe can grade them for her but yeah. So tech, great they, didn't do, they didn't do a set for that movie though. So maybe because it was mm. a Sony movie, I don't know. So, interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah, she's made me buy a lot of Ghost Spider collections. <laughs> <laughs> I did a That's trade awesome. on. I did a trade on E Pack. I traded a sketch card, which is like sometimes a case hit, depending on who the artist is. They're all one of one. Mm-hmm. I traded it That's for cool. uh, somebody's whole like. Spider Gwen collection that they had, all the oh, inserts, nice. all the bases, and the guy like kept responding through 
me through message like, what are you doing? Like, don't trade away your only tradable item. And you can have a chat <laughs> messenger with him. Like, look, yeah. my daughter likes this. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm just going to trade you a sketch card. Throw it in there anyway, too, so you no. don't lose anything. It's like, there you what go. do they know? They're talking to other collectors. They just think I'm somebody who, like, fat fingered or... <laughs> Maybe they think they're talking to her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh my gosh. So, I, I was gonna say you you mentioned something earlier, Tom, that you know has really been a head scratcher for me. Um, you're talking about how you know Pokemon is refusing to do like numbered cards, you know, and and limiting rarity and and things like that. And I don't understand like Pokemon the Pokemon company's difference in attitude towards like the English market and the Japanese market. Um because like if you look at something like right now, like the I have like speculative investments and stuff, but like modern Charizards, I feel like until they start numbering modern Charizards, it's gonna be cataclysmic for people who are like investing heavy in these and thinking that it's going to be like their retirement. Um because they're just so so heavily printed. And you know, then I look at, okay, well, why, why wouldn't they just number it? And, I, and my initial thought is like, well, they don't care about the secondary market at all, right? But then you look at what they do in Japan, you know, with like incredibly limited printing, like these high class boxes, like the 25th anniversary in, in Japan versus English, I think is like the greatest kind of like dichotomy of these two mindsets of like <laughs> how to treat a set to where it's like celebrations is getting printed to hell. And it is, you know, when it popped up, it, I sent uh, me, Tommy, and our other brother, Bill, who does uh, uh, collecting as well. Uh, we have a group chat. I sent a group chat that was like, ah, red alert, you know, like you can get celebrations on GameStop right now. And it was so easy to get. Like, it, I, there was no like, oh, uh, a bot's going to snipe me. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just like I was very easily, yeah. easily capable of getting a collection box and a couple of ETVs. No, and no bots, no, no lotteries. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, and then you look at you look at the 25th anniversary over in Japan. Um, the cheapest, the absolute cheapest I can get it for, like on my Japanese Amazon account, is $300 for a product that I think is retailing for like 49 bucks over in Japan. You know, and then you know they're not going to reprint, and so it's like it's so interesting to me that they really treat like the collectible secondary market with like a lot of like respect in Japan and like try to build it there. When in reality, it's like in Japan, like they, they play the card game far more than we do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it's like, as far as like my speculative investments now, it's like, I'm going really heavy. Like if, if it's anything modern, I'm pretty much only going heavy for Japanese cards. Um, because it's like, you have arts that will never appear again in English. You have cards that are severely limited in printing. Um, you know, like looking at, just like a couple over here. So these are both from uh, Tag All-Stars GX, right? So I have my CGC Perfect 10 Reds Challenge, an artwork that was never printed in English that unless they throw it in celebrations, I don't see where it's coming back in English. Um, And then we also have a 9.5 of uh, Misty and Lorelei, uh, tag team, a type that they don't do anymore. This art never came out in English. They don't really have any plans for it. And so it's like stuff like that. I call it a speculative investment. I ripped these from packs. <laughs> you know, I ripped them from packs and graded myself. And so like wasn't really like a lot of money in. But it's like these are the only modern Pokemon cards I really have that much faith in right now. You know? 
Um, so I was wondering kind of like what you think about that. Like, do you think that there's like a future of Pokemon to like change how they do printing in English or is the collector's world really just sort of like in Japanese? Well, my point of view on it and what's interesting is every time like I've ranted about that, like in my captions or comments, like Upper Deck will like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like Upper Deck like been pitching stuff like that to them. Mm. I think probably the market's ready for more of like an artistic collector set. Yeah. Um, it's a no-brainer to me. I just think like probably where they're apprehensive about it is that like we're getting all this new like sales from for the TCG of non-players. Like is it all of a sudden going to tank and move forward to something that now we're paying also with upper deck or they're paying us but not as much as if we just did it ourselves like that's what i think the hold up is um Mm -hmm. so i mean let's like what's happening so the reason why earlier jess i was asking about like oh are those raw or graded prices just to try and Mm -hmm. see what the ceiling is where are they tracking to like the same thing's going on with marvel pmgs where it's like if it's spider-man a PMG in almost any condition goes for thousands of dollars. Grading mm-hmm. it goes through the roof. And so it goes more than when we talk about like the rookie cards or the first editions. So it's like imagine what like numbered and actual real inserts, nothing that's printed so high to use in a trading game, right? <laughs> yeah, a yeah. game that limits you to four of each artwork right that's why i'm worried about print counts which you are too seriously it's it's then all of a sudden like if you introduce even a charizard that's numbered to 199 which is the Mm -hmm. highest print count of a pmg that goes for the roof when it's graded depending on the character it's like i don't know it's gonna burn a lot of people in the community like you're gonna have people who swear by the first edition charizard and then you're going to have people who swear by, well, this only had 199 printed. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, I can prove yeah. it to you. It's not in a vault in Gary's. <laughs> yeah. Gary's there's, no, there's no hidden supply anywhere. Yeah. Where the, it can all yeah. of a sudden hit the market and, and, and make a huge impact and move. Yeah. Now, what happens with printing, and that I'm noticing, and just thinking about it now, and I'm worried a little bit about like the longevity of all my Marvel sealed stuff, is that when the chase cards get pulled, what does that do to the value of the box I have stored? Like, say, mm-hmm. all the green PMGs, which are numbered to 10, of Spider-Man get pulled in a set that I have sealed, mm-hmm. my box is worthless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, because you're not chasing Spider-Man pretty, anymore. Pretty, he's gone. Yeah, he's already been pulled. That's so true pretty easy for people to research that just go to the pop reports one of one (laughs) already hit okay all right so so in that case i'm i'm glad i kept an uh, evolving skies box sealed because it's like who knows you'll get rayquaza (laughs) you'll never know how many of them are (laughs) so true honestly i still i have two boxes two booster boxes from evolving skies and i haven't opened them yet and i don't i don't know that i will because like i I don't need to open boxes so i'm like "Mm, it Mm -hmm. might be interesting just to kind of see it play out a little bit i don't know yeah i don't know 
That's an interesting we'll the one. Too, the one I opened for what? myself, I got the Sylveon alternate art, so that was nice. But that is amazing. But we we broke one on my channel, and then I opened one for myself, and no form of Rayquaza came out in either box. So like, not even like Rayquaza <laughs> V, basic. Oh, mm, yeah. yeah. So here it is, like in our sample size of three. How many sealed evolving skies do we think we have among us? <laughs> All right, so, let's see. so I have one ETP sealed and one booster box sealed. You have two booster boxes. I, I got actually I'm just down to one booster box, two ETBs, uh, both of the Pokemon Center one. Mm -hmm. I, but it's like, how many people, you know, they just, they all sit on a case. Yeah, but you know, the interesting thing to me is that I look at the sports market and I see something like, uh, like a Zion PSA 10 base that has like 17,000 tens and it's still, mm -hmm. and it still sells for high, you know? And so it's like, I wonder if at a certain point, huge. if it's so popular, you know, do the pops not matter as much because everyone wants it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I demand. people have to change the definition of like what I actually is. Like not yeah. everything's going to go for thousands of dollars. It's not supposed to do that. If I mm -hmm. sell a card for $500 and it's like a PSA 10, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I think that's where I see like everything kind of leveling out over time. And that's not mm -hmm. bad. I mean, it's bad if you bought like a shiny V Charizard at a thousand. <laughs> yeah. Price point is important. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more on that. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing too is like, you know what okay so what's the difference of being a sealed collector versus like an individual card collector right you know the at least for vintage right now for that those sealed collections they're never going to go up those populations are always going to go down right yep. mm -hmm. and so i mean of course it plays a little bit differently now with modern because they can just do simple reprints and i mean you know whether or not that actually makes sense for them to do that um you know i i don't i don't know if it you know, I don't, I don't know how that, I don't know how they think, I don't know how they go about making those decisions. I have no idea, hmm. but I mean, but I mean, even still, the other thing to keep in mind too is, is with modern is they see, they saw what sealed product did for vintage. So now there's more sealed collectors too. So yeah. you also have to kind of keep that in mind. And then it also makes your individual cards more risky because it's like, okay, so now that there's more sealed collectors, you know, if, if people start opening those up over time or they'll start hitting the market over time, you know, those pops can always go up on, yeah. you know, and, on and that's like a, a huge catch 22 because it's like, you know, as myself, like I have very good hands as a sealed collector. Like I won't touch it, you know? Yeah, um, I know that not, not very many people have the same self-control that I do with it. Right. And so the, the problem is, is that I get, no matter what, I end up getting screwed by someone else's lack of self self-control <laughs> because it's like, even if my boxes aren't getting open, they're opening theirs and then boom, there goes the pops, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think what's going to be interesting, and it's like a what if scenario. So, you know, Netflix is going to pump out a bunch of live action Pokemon. Like, what stories are they going to tell? Is this going to mm -hmm. be, and it's something Matt and I always joke about, is like, or more of like our older brother picks, us, picks on us for, is like, he'll be like, oh, uh, what's the equivalent of Charizard dropping a triple double tonight? <laughs> like, I think that's probably closest to it, right? Because that's what happened with hmm. Marvel. That's Marvel interesting. Marvel started blowing up once WandaVision showed yeah. that, like, oh man, if you actually invest in storytelling, this is cool. Brought a bunch of new Disney people into it. Like, oh, how do I get 
you know, the first Wanda card, the first Wizen card, like, are they going to push other stories, other trainers, and, you know, maybe you got that sealed? <laughs> You're lucky now, yeah. it helps the pop. Well, people start yeah, you look at Pokemon I Choose You, you know, it's like, I don't think anyone cared about Marshadow at all, you know, and then Marshadow played such a huge role in that, that it's like, now that's a Pokemon that people collect. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, that, that that that's another variable that you always that you always have to consider. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can and after versus. And here's my bias pitch to Netflix. Think about defensive Pokemon. They have endless possibilities. <laughs> Think of one that can create juices and turtle-like and enjoy the beach. Shuckle, shuckle, shuckle. <laughs> y'all, y'all. Oh my gosh. So I feel really terrible because I have to cut this conversation because I have a last minute thing that came up. I feel stupid. Oh, no. um, and and I really want to keep this conversation going. Y'all, I think we need to do a part two because there are yeah, so much that we haven't un- unfolded yet. And, and something that I've been wanting to bring up because we've been kind of talking about it. But, you know, another creator that's brought up a lot of the things that we talk about, which is reserved investments. And we haven't even talked about him and, and how much, you know, content you you guys have absorbed of him but um shucks i i wish we could go on for longer because there's so much that we can talk about so we'll have to coordinate if you guys are interested but but before we before we hang up i mean let everyone know where they can find y'all and ask questions and follow up on these conversations we've been having yeah tom go ahead yep so uh instagram's the best way to get a hold of me pancake underscore analytics Yep. And for me, um, I'm just going to spell it out because I made the stupid decision long ago to have like a, a, a handle that no one knows how to spell. So I'm Ferraritron underscore Pokemon. If you're having trouble figuring it out, it's like Megatron, but my last name. So it's uh, F-E-R-R-A-R-A-T-R-O-N underscore Pokemon. I thought about a rebrand at some point, but I don't think it's going to happen. You, people are just going to call me Ferrothorn forever. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious no I, I think you should keep it i love it i don't know yeah. i love it but <laughs> it's unique it's unique exactly so um anyways y'all I, I appreciate you coming on and and let's follow up and and let's do a really let, let's do more of this um 100 but thank you so much for everyone that's been on the live this has been great um and i hope you enjoy disney dude <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.